This is the Iowa State Athletics Sidecast. This Sidecast is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Visit any Van Wall location today to test drive the full lineup of John Deere compact utility tractors with the power and versatility to conquer anything this season. I'm John Walters. Today's Sidecast is a fun one. We'll visit with former Iowa State wrestler and wrestling coach Jim Gibbons who's put together a wonderful docu-series called The Duel. It's a look at the 1986 Cyclone victory over Iowa and the events that followed with the Hawkeyes going on to win their ninth straight NCAA championship before Iowa State finally snapped the streak the next year. It is very well done and entertaining. We hope you'll enjoy this visit with Jim Gibbons. Well, Jim, first of all, thanks for taking the time. Really appreciate that. And just tell me what The Duel is. Well, The Duel is a uh, six-part docu-series that uh, we did, my partner John Myers and I, did about the 1986 duel between Iowa and Iowa State that uh, happened on February 23rd and um, uh, in 1986 and goes on to talk about the rest of the season. It kind of morphs into the story of, of, about with G- Coach Gable and the nine in a row, but it's really is a great reflection of our rivalry between Iowa and Iowa State and wrestling. Tell me what spawned the idea. How did this all come about? Well, I was uh, I was standing on my roof, all right, in Johnston, Iowa. I was building a house, and I've got a longtime friend of mine, one of my closest friends, John Myers, okay? Now, John is a guy that uh, graduated from the University of Nebraska. He's from Eagle Grove, Iowa. He wrestled in 86, 87 in this time period, and uh, COVID just struck. Tom Hanks got COVID, and uh, he calls me up, and he needs it's about three hours worth of sleep, and he goes, Hey man, I've just been watching this uh, duel between Iowa and Iowa State. It's one of the most dramatic meets I've ever seen, and that was my first year of coaching. And uh, we were really excited about beating Iowa and stopping their streak that year. And and uh, we beat Iowa in the dual meet, and then all we turn you turn around and you know we we really just didn't do very well in the in the national tournament given our standards. So it was kind of a bad memory for me. But I went back and I looked at it, and he says, "Well, look at this thing, and look at all these guys, and and." You know, there are 12 guys in this meet that won 16 NCAA titles. Of the 20 wrestlers, there are 29 NCAA finalist appearances. 11 guys from the state of Iowa that won 24 uh, state titles. I mean, so when we looked at the credentials of all these guys, and given the fact that up until that point, Iowa or Iowa State had won 15 of the last 17 NCAA titles, uh, you know, I started thinking about it and, you know, we'd always talked about doing something creative together, and he's an accomplished visual effects supervisor. He's worked, you know, sets of Always Sunny in Philadelphia. He's done a lot of Super Bowl commercials. I knew it would be done right, and he said, I want you to be my executive producer. And, and what does that mean? <laughs> you heard cats. <laughs> but uh, I just, I, I, we uh, did the process and got, got, talked to uh, basically 17 of the 20 wrestlers. We had several of them, a couple of them sit down. Uh, together. I sat down with Coach Gable and we collected 4,000 minutes worth of interviews. We've interviewed uh, the Sports Illustrated writer that did the article on the Larry Bird cover of, of Sports Illustrated, one of the most uh, highly publicized Sports Illustrated covers ever. And then um, Chuck Patton, who worked for public television, and just the history that uh, we bring together in this between the rivalry, Coach Gable's time at Iowa State how we got to know each other, you know, growing up in Ames and watching him and his teammates, you know, dominate the wrestling back in that era. It's a compelling deal, but but most of all, it's just the, the respect after 35 years of being in the sport and having these not casual performances where these guys remember this like it was yesterday. 
but uh, going back and revisiting that, it's been a lot of fun to be a part of. I've watched it. I loved it. I've watched every second of it. And it is especially unique because you sit side by side, the guys that wrestled against each other, and then you and Gable are side by side. And man, just the interchange and the, the exchanges between the two of you, I, that's gold. That's what's so great about it. Tell me about how you kind of decided to do it that way and why, why that's made it so special. Well, the, the relationship between Dan and I was, was kind of really kind of forged while we were both uh, out of coaching and we started doing these public television meets together. And I remember we would get together and probably have about a 40 minute session and, you know, we're both out of it by now and maybe in some levels regretting it and but in other levels, you know, glad we're not in it. But there's there's this, there was this interchange and we just, I think we just connected that way. So I knew that our our uh, uh, deal would be, you know, pretty solid. And um you know, I've got a lot of respect for him, but, you know, think about this for a second. Um, I've helped put together a documentary that really features his nine in a row. And that's what he's always going to be probably known for is the ability as a coach to put those nine NCAA titles in a row. And I was the, you know, wanting to be the major competition. And we uh, we, we got it done the next year, but uh, it, we don't really talk about 87 and, and stopping the streak uh, too much in this. We don't really go there. He goes there, all right? I, I don't go there too much because I didn't want it to be, you know, viewed as self-serving. But, but it's also really cool because the, the the guys that sit down, like my brother and Kevin Dresser. Kevin Dresser is the coach at Iowa State now. He co he, he was wrestling at Iowa. My, my brother's a returning national champion. It was a big match for him. You know, they, they both, uh, you know, finished in the top three in the NCAAs that year. Kevin goes on to win the NCAA title. You know, they're, they're really good friends. And people probably can't picture some of this, that these guys can be so cordial to each other. But that was part of the rivalry. And you're talking to, to mature, you know, 50, mid-50-year-age men that are talking about these great rivals that, that helped make them the, the, the athletes and the wrestlers and the champions uh, that they became. Today's sidecast is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Van Wall Equipment and John Deere are proud to support Iowa's farmers in the field and Iowa State Athletics on the field. It's so cool because the, the emotion comes back. When they start talking and they start going back and forth, you can just feel the co competitive edge coming right back 30 years later. Now, now tell me about that part of it. Well, uh, where you see the best part of that is where you see the match between Royce Alger and Bill Tate. They, they both sit down together, and Royce gets his, his worst beating probably as a Hawkeye. Uh, that, that he's ever experienced uh, against one of our guys, Bill Tate, who uh, if you watch this match, you just cannot believe. He's like he's the Matrix or something like that. He just go, goes and floats and does the right thing and ends up beating Alger pretty good. But Royce probably in the back half of this is just probably as funny. We showed it up at Waterloo at Bill Tate's home where he's, uh, you know, raised his three daughters and grew up in the Waterloo Boys Club. That Boys Club was really instrumental to us being successful in at wrestling at Iowa State with Stuart Carter being there, Mike Van Arsdale. But anyway, those two sit down together and it's gold, all right? It's 25 minutes of uh, just humor where... You know, there's 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 a lot there, and uh, can't thank Royce enough for for being a, a part of that. But of course, he went on from there, was was undefeated the next two years, was an NCAA champion, went on to become a world silver medalist, and has had some of the great rivalries in our sport with guys like Kevin Jackson and Melvin Douglas, Kenny Monday. But he uh, uh, he's a character, 
and uh, it, it, and and Bill was kind of a it, it was just the perfect juxtaposition. But the the world needs a whole hell of a lot more of Bill and Royce. <laughs> yeah, and I remember Royce saying, "I lost this guy once, and this is the match we're going to focus on." <laughs> uh, tell me about some of the other pairings that you had. You mentioned your brother and Kevin Dresser, and obviously uh, Royce and Bill. But tell me about some of the other guys that you got together. Well, Tim Krieger and, and uh, Jim Heffernan. Jim Heffernan was a longtime coach at Illinois, and Tim was the four-time number one seed here for us and, and two-time national champion, outstanding wrestler. Both these guys at the top of their game. One of the matches that we have, uh, you know, and I think that a lot can be in the first episode. When, when you, you uh, uh, take a look at what happened with Matt Eglin, a returning NCAA finalist, having a hard time at the end of the season, has to drop down, got a guy in the weight class, goes back down, and you know, had a t hard time with his weight in that match and gets beat by Perry Summit. And that was that was really uh, ended up being the difference in the meet. Uh, gets pinned in this match. But Matt was fantastic in this thing. And his uh, character, you know, we really couldn't have done a lot of things without these guys, but particular Matt Eglin, who basically talked to us, who hadn't talked to anybody about this in the 35-year period. He's shown up at the outings and he's shown up and, uh, and, and I think he had a really good message here for everybody and and uh, didn't take himself too seriously. Well, I think that's another huge part of why this is successful and why somebody like me who is, I'm going to admit, a casual wrestling fan. I love the sport, but I don't love it like you do, okay? <laughs> so there's a difference. Okay, but I was pulled in and drawn in because there's so much human interest to these guys, and you don't just focus on that duel. You tell their stories, and they tell their stories, and it's with the raw emotions that wrestlers have, I love interviewing wrestlers because you never get a filter. It's just the, the, the everything comes pouring out, man. That's the best thing in the world. And you see that in these interviews. And it's not just about the duel. It's about everything leading up to it and everything after it, too. Yeah, I think anybody who's ever been part of a rivalry in any sport is going to be able to identify with this. Because you go back and you say, gosh, that... that that person really made me focus and be good, right? Because they were good. And you get that bringing the best out of yourself. All right? Now, what wonderful thing about this is that by having 11 guys that grew up in the state of Iowa, we were all watching public television. We were all watching these meets, you know, that then, and Iowa was truly blessed. And you wonder why we had 11 guys at the top one and two teams in the country from Iowa. Well, they all trained together in the offseason. They spent time. They knew each other, guys from other teams. Matt Eglin worked at Tim Krieger's uh, greenhouse, right, his family greenhouse. They worked together and, and uh, traveled and were on teams together. And uh, the funny story about Mike Van Arsdale, right, our 67-pounder, Royce Alger and him on the same team, well, he wouldn't go to his, his Lisbon Sauerkraut Days Festival unless Mike Van Arsdale sat next to him in the parade. And both of their parents were, or they're both their dads were from meatpacking families, all right, Waterloo and, and, and uh, Cedar Rapids area, Lisbon. And uh, the mother's bounded on the trip right there. And one mother calls the other mother. And pretty soon, they're both on the same convertible in Lisbon, Iowa. And you got Mike Van Elster telling this story, you know. But same thing with Tim Krieger, you know, Eric Volker. Uh, but a lot of these guys went on to have immediate success in their careers. And, um, you know, I, I felt blessed. And I knew these guys because I, you know, Brad Penrith coached at UNI you know, over my broadcasting career, you know, so it ended up being a great thing for me to be able to tie the, dot, tie, tie the dots. And John did a phenomenal job of editing this thing. And I'll just say this, as far as quality goes, the man that did the, uh, uh, the color on this has won 22 Emmys, Stephen P. Arkell, all right? And he married an Iowa lady, right? 
And uh, so when I showed up in California and, and watched him do the editing of this, I mean, we're talking about Iowa farm ground. They just bought a farm and, and you know, it was pretty cool. And the people that have done the, uh, the sound on this do Super Bowl commercials. So technically this is very, we're really proud of the product and, and uh, it's gonna be pretty cool. I should mention too, for people that are curious about what this is gonna be all about, that yes, you interview these guys and some of them you interview together, but you also show them their match. Yeah. So they're actually sitting there physically watching their match, and so are you and Gable watching these matches one by one and commenting as you're watching. And that, that part of it brings a, a reality to it that, um, that I think fans will really enjoy too. It's really pretty cool, you know. Wouldn't it have been great if we were watching The Last Dance with Michael Jordan and he's having his cocktail there sitting on a chair, right? That you got to see on the back of the laptop, right? What he, well, we did that, okay? We thought of that and uh, we let it out to a guy in New Jersey named Francone, and so we called it Scony Vision, right? So the back of the lap, so we're, your people are watching exactly what we're watching on those matches, so it's pretty cool. And that's, you've never seen that anywhere, and that's a credit to John. But the, uh, you know, we didn't have a narrator. We had Chuck Patton who did, uh, we went back to Seattle and visited him and he talked uh, about through all the matches and, and uh, but we never had a narrator, just a little bit in the beginning, yep. uh, getting going. We're talking about Gable and, and the dynasty that they had going at that point. But it's just uh, this rivalry and, and this time era and, you know, Gable asked me one time, he says, what, you know, to get him to sit down and watch six episodes of something is a trick. But he asked me well, before that, he goes, what, what, do you, what do you think this is going to be about? I go, well, coach, he says, you do a hell of a job at knocking yourself off your own pedestal in the first episode. In the remaining five episodes, your team, your coaches, me, part of my team, put you back on your pedestal where you belong. So it's something I think that, that, it, that there's something in it for everybody in this because, you know, we go on and win. The, you, know, you, you kind of see the, the beginnings of what happened. It was happening in our team, the way we were maturing, the way we were going to need to mature, all right, to put up Iowa-type points to take them out. And, uh, but you see the development of that, and you see the desire, and maybe though, maybe the, the seeds weren't really readily seen by the, the crowd, you, but you could see uh, our development, too, and why it was so important to us. But more so than anything, the, the common thread of all this in the Iowa State rivalry is Gable. His performance, he being an inspiration to a lot of the guys that were growing up, myself included, the nine in a row. I mean, he's on the Mount Rushmore of any athlete or coach, Rushmore that you want to put together. And it's kind of funny because I prided myself on being his rival, and I, I put this together. <laughs> <laughs> no, that doesn't happen, you know? Right. So, but we're very proud of this. And, and uh, you know, we're going to have some screenings around the state. Uh, we've already had two screenings, one up in Waterloo. We showed episode three in the Palms Theater in Waukee, where we showed in the big IMAX theater. Uh, they had a packed house of 200 people at that. We're going to Sioux City this weekend on the, uh, uh, the 4th. And then the 15th, we're in Iowa City at the Hilton Garden Inn, uh, one of the Kinseth uh, hospitality properties there. And then we're going, coming to the Sioux Cup end zone, all right, on the 17th, Friday before the Texas football game. Uh, we can put a lot of people in there. We're probably at 300 plus strong, and we'd like to get over 400 uh, there. So if you have any inclination of maybe attending this or wrestling fan, even if you're not a wrestling fan, uh, we're going to have a lot of these guys back. And uh, you can reach me on my uh, Twitter handle at uh, uh, jgib laces up uh that uh, it's my twitter handle and uh we can direct message me and we can see what we can do to get you some tickets but you can also follow us if you want to see the trailer at the duel 
D-U-A-L, the dual, and that's the double entendre of this whole thing. And they're dual meets, okay, but it's also the two programs at the, the dual.org. You can see our trailers there and follow us on Instagram and Twitter from there. We've got links to our, our Instagram page and Twitter. Now, I'm picturing a lot of people running for a pen right now and trying to get that stuff written down. I guess they can rewind too, but just one more time, just kind of the, the best way if they want to do it, is, the, is it the, the website or is it uh, to reach out to you? Yeah, it's the best ways to reach out to me at this stage, okay? We also, actually, another way that's, that, that worked out pretty well is also the Ames Chamber of Commerce is helping us with this event, okay. all right? Uh, Dan Colhane and his staff yeah. is, is uh, helping us. We've got a barcode, that the QR code that you can go ahead and use, all right? Flash on that and register for the event that way. So you can get uh, tickets. The tickets are free. Uh, we're going to have a, a, just a cash bar. We're going to have a showing. Um, uh, we got, of course, got to be out there by 10 o'clock because the Texas football game the next day. But we'll probably get going about uh, 5:30. Uh, you know, shortly after seven, do a, a showing. The first episode's about an hour. It's uh, uh, Gable and Gibbons centric, I guess. But uh, it goes into the first match, and uh, uh, we're hoping to have both guys there. Good luck getting out of there by 10 with you guys <laughs> and the storytelling. But uh, so what else is going to happen? So you're going to when people get there, there'll be a little cocktail hour. Then you watch. Tell me kind of the, the format for the night. Yeah, we'll have a cocktail hour. And then uh, uh, there'll be a lot of guys that haven't seen each other for a while. Uh, spouses more than welcome guests. Just anybody who's a wrestling fan is going to enjoy being there. We've got a lot of old time fans that, uh, that I invited to this as well. You know, so it's not necessarily people that I know. But, that, you know, if you're a Cyclone fan, your Hawkeye fan, for that matter, make sure that you can go. You can, you're more than welcome to come to this. We have plenty of room in that Sue Cup end zone. But I think that, uh, you know, the, the long-term objective is this was to go ahead and create a stir, create a buzz, so that when we get this thing finished up and, and we're on the streaming platforms, we're going to be on Amazon, Google Play, Apple, iTunes, uh, and YouTube uh, TV, all right? So those major streaming platforms. So if you have those services, you're going to be able to go ahead and get this. We've paid for it. We have set up a foundation. We get about 3 to $4 off of every little hit that they get. Somebody uh, downloads it. Uh, we're putting that into a foundation. A lot of these guys still are involved with the sport. They're helping coaching little kids. Uh, we want to help them out and uh, uh, give back to the sport. When it comes to quality, comfort, and exceptional style, insist on the Authentic Brand label. Embrace authenticity in your wardrobe with Authentic Brand collegiate and corporate branded attire, the favored choice nationwide. So after the viewing happens, and again, now let us know, there's how many episodes in this thing? You're just showing one of these episodes at each of these yeah, we're so we're only going to show one episode. It's kind of kind of wet the whistle a little bit as to what this is going to be about. The first episode is kind of foundational. We we do go through the whole, you know, duel that becomes the framework of the structure. But after the last hand is raised, we go through about eleven different story arcs that develop from the van ride home uh, to our <laughs> our our going like this, and and, and uh, um, you know, so it's it's. But again, it's told it in the words of uh, the guys who lived it. And so it's a great look into, you know, both programs and and uh, and it, it you know, for 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 Cyclones there, it's a great look into the way the rivalry should be looked at. None of these guys went out to get beat. They gave everything they, they, they had. The wrestling was uh, fantastic, whether they were ready or not. There was nobody took a back seat. You know, and, and, and it was fun watching that with Coach Gable. And he goes, 
there is a lot of effort being put out here, all right? And that's the way it was. We wanted to get our guys to, to match the intensity of their guys. And it's a, it's a classic dual meet. And I think, I think people will enjoy the wrestling, of, even though we don't focus too much on that. It's just the interplay of, of, of these guys talking. And there's, I mean, college wrestling for me, and I think when I coached, all right, it was fun, okay? It was, there were so many characters. You were doing something so difficult. There's a scene in there where Tim Krieger and Mike Van Arsdale are talking about what it was like, and they, they liken it back to watching the Warner Brothers cartoon where the sheepdog and, and the coyote, right? They take a lunch break, and then they go beat the heck out of each other. Okay, well, that's what life was like when you're training to be this good at this level. And uh, it was kind of funny because Mike Van Arsdale told the same story three states over two weeks later, right, in, in our interviews. And that was the beauty of of, of, of wonderful thing about going out and getting those 7,000 uh, minutes worth of interviews. We got we went out to Connecticut and, and met with Ivan Mazel. Now, a Ivan Mazel's the guy with the Alabama accent at the College Football 150. It was a big break for him. He was a fact checker, and he comes out here, and he's from Alabama originally. Of course, he's living, I, I, he's living in California at the time. And uh, he comes out, and, and it's two degrees, and, and uh, he's freezing. But I remember taking him to O'Malley and McGee's, like, on Thursday night. And all I had to do was tell somebody that uh, that, uh, that that guy with me, he writes for Sports Illustrated. And he was mobbed. <laughs> I just like. <laughs> and I love his appreciation for what unfolded that night. Yeah, he was, he was great. I mean, he's been used to being around college football's best rivalries with the Auburn-Alabama game. But I'll, I'll never forget LaDonna Allen, who was a realtor in, in Ames at the time, just was on him. I mean, she had... She had a, she was cranking him over the bar half, you know, <laughs> that type of grip on him. This guy's from Ames, Iowa, and he's going to be great. I go, this is just, this couldn't be going any better for me. <laughs> we don't want to tell every story that's in this. We want people to watch it. But I got to bring up one story that I just really enjoyed, which is when you and Gable were together. And you're talking about being in the same car, driving back yeah. from somewhere. Just tell us kind of the genesis. You don't have to get into every detail, but when he says, I told you too much. I'm always surprised that when I get around younger coaches, how, time, how many times I don't get asked stuff, right? It's not like I know everything, but you know, I've had some pretty good experiences. One of the, when I was an assistant coach and I was going to watch uh, my brother at uh, Utah State, when they had a program, go up to, I was, it was flying to Salt Lake City and go to Logan, Utah. I fly out of Des Moines. Well, Gable was on the same flight from Denver to Salt Lake City. And so Phil Hattie, who was the, the sports information director, was also with Gable. Gable never travels alone. He's like a heavyweight boxing champion. He's always got people around him. I'm there and they asked me, he says, uh, you don't need to get a rental car, Jim. You can just come on up with us and we'll just drive up. It's hour half or whatever. I go, well, sure. Well, what they didn't know was I was going to be, I was asked to interview for the position. Dave Cox called me up and, and uh, assistant athletic director and said, Max, I'd like you to interview for the, the job. And so I'm thinking, 25 years old at the time, I'm thinking, I got Gable in the car, all right? I go, I put my elbows up on the front seat, all right, and uh, both seats, and I started asking him every question I possibly could about how he was running his program tough situations like what did, what happened in the wrestle-offs how he's running his camps you know and he gave me some answers that were you know I could have guessed it was a multiple choice test all right but it also uh he gave me one answer that I was just stumped by okay is the, was the first answer but he talked and he talked and talked and I just kept on plowing up I get, all of a sudden I've been talking 45 minutes about how Gable's running his programs how he's running his training right and 
And so I get the job, right? He didn't know I had applied for it. <laughs> yeah. well, I didn't even know I was in, even in contention. He just knew I was a guy who was inquisitive and asking a lot of questions. And, and uh, they announced it before they announced that I got the job before the state wrestling tournament. Of course, they're, uh, they didn't give me the job till April 1st, which was on my birthday, so it made it look better, right? So that I, they'd hired an older guy while I turned 26, okay? Instead of paying me that extra month and a half, okay? It was a little sleight of hand there. But the, anyway, so he comes up to me at the state tournament. He finds me in an obscure place. I'm in the end zone. Nobody's around me. I'm just trying to concentrate on who the diamonds in the rough are out there. He finds me, and he runs me down, and he comes up to me, and he, and he just points me in the chest and he goes, I told you too much. <laughs> and a couple of years later, we were national champs. Yeah, yeah. It, it is such a great story. Just to see, he still feels that way. Yeah. He still feels that way today. That's what makes it fun. On Football Saturdays, our John Deere run of the game is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Nothing runs like a deer, especially when supported by the team at Van Wall Equipment, the Cyclones John Deere dealer of choice. How many episodes total? And when will it become available for streaming? Yeah, it's, it's available um, right now, uh, actually being shown in the Palms Theater uh, for a first and second episode. But, but the whole package, we're in the late phases of the quality control process. They're doing the uh, closed captioning now to get on these uh, uh, platforms. So we're there, we've got the final product. We're just waiting for the go ahead. When, once that happens, we'll let everybody know. But there's six episodes. They range in length. Most of them are about an hour. We've got one that's about an hour and 12 minutes. Another one that the last one is 36 minutes. My favorite because nobody gets beat, you know? So it's a, it's a, a cool project. It's, you know, I, I've been in wrestling media for 25 years. I'm going to get the opportunity to do the Iowa State meet for ESPN uh, coming up uh, this, this fall at the, on the 26th of uh, November. But uh, this is the thing I've, I've been most proud of, a thing that, that we've done just because uh, we, we brought a lot of characters back to life. We, we let people into this time capsule and uh, a lot of recognizable names in the sport. And, of course, uh, uh, the, the quest for nine in a row for Gable. And in a very indirect way, you kind of see why we were able to maybe stop that streak a year later, right? And I do want to ask you about that Iowa-Iowa State duel, and I'll do that in a second. But one more thing on the duel. What kind of feedback have you gotten from fans that hadn't seen any of it and also from the guys that are involved? Well, we haven't shown all the guys that are involved this. Some of them have seen it, others haven't. And um, uh, so that's why it's been kind of cool to watch their reactions when we've had some of these screenings in their presence. And, you know, all of them, it's, it's just like it happened yesterday. Yes. It's one of the things that, that you really get. Is that you say it's 35 years. Well, did that happen? Well, no, they know exactly what happened. And they've had a lifetime to, 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 to uh, uh, mull over those uh, results or decisions. And, and you catch various successful wrestlers at different stages where, you know, like Eric Volker is wrestling Dwayne Goldman. Dwayne Goldman's a four-time, will end up being a four-time NCAA finalist and national champion. You know, just wasn't ready, right? Not, not that he wasn't ready mentally and not that he didn't try, all right? But it's just Dwayne was too dominant. But the next year, Garrick wins a national title and wins two national titles. So it's just they're in various stages of development. And uh, so not all of them have seen it. Uh, the ones that the people that have seen this uh, are eating it up. I mean, I mean, just the uh, 
again, as I mentioned before, if you've been part of a rivalry, we, we screened this with people outside the state that are in the sport in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Ohio, getting positive feedback because they've all been part of these rivalries. They've all had these big matches like this, maybe not in front of a statewide television audience, uh, and we pay homage to public television in this, like yes. for nine, nine minutes, nine, ten minutes, and talking about what the asset that they were because nobody was covering wrestling. They, we, we can't do this in Pennsylvania or Ohio or other uh, great wrestling states because they didn't have this type of coverage. They didn't have this footage. And so it made a whole deal, but the, the quality of coverage that we had back then was, was instrumental in us being able to do this. But it, it's also been very heartwarming to see the... Uh, uh, you know, we thought about this and said, you know, if this gets one more person to go ahead and decide to be an official, you know, 100 more people to go out and be an official because we interview our official, right? <laughs> all right. Yeah. And he was an NCAA runner up in 1970 for Iowa. All right. You know, he was there when Gable and, uh, Owings wrestled. He got beat by Jason Smith, our uh, Iowa State wrestler, a great champion. So, you know, we have that. It's just so interconnected and, and you know that that whole concept of there are no consequences kept ringing ringing home and this got a uh, this whole project had an inertia all of its own that just when you wanted to give up on it we've been at this for three years yeah. you know we had to battle with the rights with public television and, and their executive director but we got it through we passed a bill through the Iowa House and uh, got them to come back to the table and and uh, and we've got I think the, the best product out there uh, that we could possibly have, but the people have seen it. Uh, you're going to look at this and go, yeah, that, that, you know, I, I, it, it's high quality. I really think so. And anybody who's ever been a part of a rivalry is going to really uh, like this. I don't think there's any doubt. I think they're going to love it. Jim, a really good thing for the sport is that the Iowa State-Iowa wrestling duel this year is going to be televised by ESPN. You're going to be involved with that. Never before has ESPN shown a regular season duel and that's amazing. Not, they've been on ESPNU, they've been on ESPN2, but this is, this is a big first. And so a really great showcase for the sport and two programs that I think are amped up to have really good seasons. Well, both of these programs have, haven't changed from the standpoint of that's one that you put the X on the calendar and say, hey, you know, I know Tom Brands does that because he doesn't want to lose to Iowa State. And, and uh, you know, he's got Iowa State on there, right up there with Penn State and, and Big Ten tournament and, and NCAA tournament. And, of course, Coach Dresser, uh, with the energy that we have in the program right now, has got the same feeling, okay? That's the standard, you know, that you try to measure yourself by. Uh, they have it early in the season, so you, you never know what's going to happen. You don't know what the lineups were going to be, the conditioning level. So that's a little bit more of a wild card uh, effect as opposed to, wrestling twice a year in January and February as we did back in the day. But I, I'm really pleased that, that there's energy back in the rivalry again. And uh, we knew that that would be the case and that we were kind of pointing that direction, mainly because Iowa State's got better. Iowa has always maintained their relevance as, as far as, uh, you know, being a competitor for a national championship and all that, won a national championship in 21 and also was probably going to win the tournament by about 40 points in, in, uh, in 2020. Uh, up in Minnesota, but I think that 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 Iowa State has improved uh, immensely uh, under Coach Dresser, and he's an Iowa grad. He knows how important it is. He knows how important that this match was back 38 years ago was for him in his quest for a national title, and uh, it's it's the standard you want to measure yourself by as the program across the state. Well, maybe 30, 35 years from now, somebody will be taking the clips from ESPN and 
putting together the duel too. It, it won't be you, and I won't be watching it. But I but I hope it's every bit as exciting as the duel was. Well, we're really excited that ESPN has has done this. I've got a chance to do the finals the last three years and worked with uh, Daniel Cormier and last year with Jordan Burroughs and and uh, really in, in, enjoyed that. And uh, Sean Kenny, our, our guy from Perry, Iowa, you know who. Uh, I helped get into the gig there at ESPN, when, and, and he's done a lot of work for United World Wrestling and, and did the world championships and all that stuff. So we've got a really good team uh, coming here. I just got off the phone with Quint Kesnick, uh, who, who is a huge wrestling fan, by the way, and um, he's excited maybe to possibly be here. He's going to work out his travel schedule. Hasn't got his assignment yet, but if he can free up, he's going to be the uh, color guy, or not the color guy, but the, uh, the reporter guy on this, and he does a great job, and he's a great fan of the sport. So good team. Good team indeed. You should invite Ivan Mazel back too. Uh, you know what? <laughs> when I when I called Ivan, all right, I says Ivan, I'm Jim Gibbons. I don't know if you remember me or not. Do I remember you? All right. He's just like, I remember you, and I remember how cold it was. <laughs> yeah. And he had that line in there that if you're going to be so, the, the we have a poster, and I've shown you that poster, and maybe you can get that out on uh, the the post that you do, but. Uh, the picture of me, I'm squatting down there with my fingers in contorted uh, fashion. That was right out of, that was George Tiegman, that, that, uh, the, the, the famous uh, uh, photographer that, that did the, the, the photos for that. So um, uh, it was in the article there. But he got the table of contents picture in there. And that was a big, you know, to get, to get the table of contents was a big deal. And we got Krieger and Heffernan wrestling there. And Krieger, uh, Heffernan's got blood coming out of his mouth and all that and it's just uh uh but it was it was one of those things i think that helped get him on 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 board but he has his perspective on this as kind of a not a pure wrestling guy right. but as a guy that knew rivalries and and uh, a fantastic writer and you look at the, the career he went on to have as part of sports illustrated and espn.com and and again on college football 150 and and but he knew right away who i was and what I, you know not really what i was calling about but uh, he had he, he had yeah, memories of uh, he, he has a line in there you know coach gable was somebody i was nervous around gibbons was somebody i looked like i'd go to college with you know <laughs> go, go hang out with you know yeah. so yeah. and he said this is one and only duel but what a one nothing yeah. could ever top it anyway yeah. but it would be fun to end back listen jim this has been an awesome half hour visiting with you really enjoyed it and i gotta tell you having watched every second of every episode i love what you did i'm so glad you did it because there's a lot of fans that have a lot of great memories of the 20 guys that are in this thing, more than 20, but the 20 wrestlers, and you've really captured their stories beautifully. It's 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 fun to watch. Yeah, well, thank you for uh, you know spreading this news with the Cyclone uh, faithful out there, and you know if it wasn't this duel, there was some there was others that were just like it, you know, back in that time frame, and and the wrestling was competitive, and I I think we're on our way to getting back there. Today's sidecast was brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Stop by one of their locations and learn how to farm better, work smarter, and play harder when you run with Van Wall and John Deere. Thanks for listening.